One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if I do say so myself. I've noticed that and I think our listeners have noticed too because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Hi there. I'm Lara Marie Shane Halls. Welcome to Lohan Island, a sexy, unique spin-off.
I got it. I got it. Well, I got it. I want it. I got it. Well. Well. I got it. <laughs> well, I got it. <laughs> Jane. Jane, you can't use that one. That's because that's, that's a crazy, crazy person. person. <laughs> I need to know that I'm being heard. I see it. Thank you. I want it. I bought it. I got it. I got it. We're talking about a great, a great show meme going on right now where someone imposed Val Cherish from the comeback onto Ariana Grande's Seven Rings. Truly a genius did that. Yeah. That's the work of an artist and should go in the MoMA. I think it's by the guy named David Levitt. So Google, Instagram, Twitter. I'm sure it will be everywhere. It'll be, it's everywhere now. Um, can we talk about one thing really quick, mm-hmm. which is uh, Dina Lohan's catfish boyfriend? Oh, yes. So it was page six last week came out. She, she's currently on Celebrity Big Brother. She's on Celebrity Big Brother. I've which, heard she's really lovable on it. Well, I want to watch. I want to watch. It's like her and Candy Burris from The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. And like some other people. Yeah. But we don't care. Yeah. And she's been dating a guy for five years. Who lives in San Francisco, I think. But she's never seen his face on video. They've never FaceTimed. No. And she says she's going to marry him. And he's like taking care of his mom or something. Like his someone is sick that he's close to him. Wouldn't. Isn't that classic? Yeah. Oh, I feel like there's always a sick person involved with a catfish. I think or some sort of illness. Totally. I think Candy Burris in the article was in the... <laughs> I think it's her. She says, well, why haven't you... Isn't it kind of weird that you haven't FaceTimed him? And she said, well, he's busy taking care of his sick relative. And mm-hmm. they're all like, um... And then Nev. Nev tweeted today, like, the story is crazier than you could have ever imagined. He did? He did. I don't know if he's, like, trolling or if he's, like... He probably got information. How does he get information? Like, does he have a special Google? He probably has sources. Does he on Catfish anymore? I don't know. Didn't he, like... He's on Cameo. Didn't he, like... Wasn't he a Me Too guy? Yeah. Also, remember his like horrible elevator photo? No. What was it? Okay. So there was a truly <laughs> unfortunate event where that NFL player was caught on camera like oh, beating yeah, his, his yeah, wife yeah, yeah. in an elevator. And it was like very scary and triggering. And then Nev posted a photo of his, I think it's the elevator in his penthouse or something. And he's standing in it and he has his hand over his heart like he's pledging. And he says, I vow to never... Like no woman. woman will ever be heard in my elevator, and okay. he like, and he, and it was like, it's just, and then I love like what like yeah. what went through your head, like in my own el- my private elevator, like he walked <laughs> out of his like really nice apartment to his private elevator and was struck by the image of this like horrific violence. abuse and violence, and then thought, I pledge allegiance. I pledge. He thought. Not only was he like, oh, this reminds me of that, like, God, I just make this vow to myself now and take, just hold space for the way I feel right now, then step on the elevator, push the button and like go about my day. He was like, no, you know what? I actually am going to publicly pledge and let the world know that I'm thinking about this on my own private elevator Yes, and pledge allegiance to myself between myself and the God above. 
and to women everywhere. I pledge this to you. Like this, I swear. I love that he thinks that that would make a woman feel great. I'm sure. That's a pledge that you should just be born with that pledge. Like that's not even a pledge. It's just like a life agreement. I'm sure that's what he was. He was like, yeah, women are going to love this. He was like, women are going to love this. But I'm like, immediately, thankfully it was immediately met with cynicism. And, (laughs) and then he got like, I think someone. I think there was some article about how he like hit someone, some woman in college, or like did. Do you remember? Don't quote me. Allegedly, he abused someone in college. Great. That seems like it would track for right? a pledger, a public pledge of non-domestic violence. I bet he catfished. I'm sure he's catfishing us all right now. Did you ever see? Speak. Did you see the movie? Yeah. That the was, thing that started it all. Well done. It was. It freaked me out. It really freaked me out. And it was an important, like, it's an important cultural affair. I remember. Have you ever catfished anyone? Mm, no. I think I've, like, in middle school, I, like, maybe made, like, a troll account once to, like, mess with a friend. Yeah. Or, but I, I've, I've never taken a picture of someone else. Like, I've never done that. Yeah, no. And I've. I don't think it's been done to me. I think, I mean, I've had, I've talked to guys on like Grindr who I'm sure are fake. Yeah. So I've, and I've been, I've been vaguely like low key catfish when I've showed up to like a Grindr hookup in New York when I was living there and I'd open the door and the guy didn't look like anything. Like, just like a full different person. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I love it. Like, and I still hooked up with that. <laughs> but, <laughs> MBD. Yeah. But I don't know. I've never to to take someone else's image and likeness and create like an like that I would be again like we we're, we're talk, I would be like I think I'd be projectile vomiting. Yeah. From just the pressure and, and the anxiety of like what have I done? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Have you been catfished? I don't think I've been catfished. Have you catfished? I've made like a fake like AIM AIM. account to like talk shit to a girl that was dating a guy I liked, but I think she knew it was immediately me. She, I think she was like, "Is this Lara?" And I was like, "Ah!" and then logged off. That's a power move. Never again. Like that kind of learned my lesson. I think I made like an account and like trolled one of my friends who was like, like like I was pretending to be like a ghost or something (laughs) and like something like creepy, (laughs) but. I've never, yeah, but like I and I I know people who've like done full, like full cat. Yeah, yeah, I've known people that have done that. Like that's on wild Grindr, to me. But just to like mess with people, I think. Yeah, which I think is a little like kind of, kind of funny, funny. But I'm also like it's a little mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think I've been catfished unless like I'm probably am by a couple people, but I just like don't know it. I I mean this is. I guess this qualifies as a catfish story, but not really. But I was... Have I told you about the can man? No. Um, I, <laughs> when I was in Brooklyn... I don't think so. When I was in Brooklyn, I this guy messaged me on Grindr, and his photo was giant clear trash bags full of cans. You know how people in New York yeah. like, collect cans? Okay, Can I tell wait, you this? I feel like... Did I talk about this in the podcast? Maybe. Oh. I don't know, but I... Should feel, I just give you just a refresher? Just say it again. He mess, his name was The Can Man, and his photo was just giant bags. Maybe I saw you tweet about this or I something. did tweet about okay, it. Okay, yeah, that's, that's where, probably where. Which I probably shouldn't have, because I don't like when people... Well, I think that he but whatever. is asking he is. for fame. He So it was a picture of Can Man. 
he was very close to me and it was just giant bags of cans and he messaged me and said make sure to leave some cans out tonight and i said <laughs> will do without question i was like okay i will yeah and then he said thanks and then a little later i was like i think i was devastatingly hungover so i i pressed and i was like so how long have you been doing this with the cans and he was like a few years he's like i usually do it at night when no one's when everyone's asleep wow and i was like that's cool he's like yeah it's just something i do and he talked about how he was kind of lonely and it's like a activity to to keep his mind off it and i said well that's good at least you're passionate about something and then we like kind of had a rapport but then i felt like i was getting a little too like you're getting sucked into his sucked can into drama his. yeah so then so he collected cans yeah at night but he like was, legitimately it was like a can yeah man. and Again, he was not just like going on grinder at night because he was alone no he was he would go around in the neighborhoods and collect cans okay i love for that for fun okay not because some people do it to trade in for money but yeah. he was just doing it for fun and he was going on grinder and advertising telling it was like almost like a old wives tale like leave your cans out for can man you know that kind yeah. of thing so then a few days went by and i felt a little darked out by something he said where i felt like <laughs> i think he was like yes and it was vulnerable and then he was like you know let me see your hole or like <laughs> something like of course just like out of like yeah do you suck dick or something you know just some like okay it's now, a real pivot yeah from great pivot collecting cans yeah. hole to hole just pick? a hole pick yeah yeah hole <laughs> so then I was kind of like, okay, can man. And so I, <laughs> I let him go. And then a few days later, I got off the subway and I used to wear a red Phillies hat in New York a lot. Mm-hmm. And I got off the subway and I went above ground and I went on Grinder, and I got a message from can man. And he said, I really liked your hat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And he goes, your red hat. I liked your cap, your baseball cap. And I was like, oh, did you see me? And he goes, yeah, I was sitting next to you on the subway. No. Yeah. Did you ever talk to him again? No. That. I think he met. I, I didn't. I think I blocked him then. I, I remember he tried to get me to come get a margarita with him one night. <laughs> and then I think that the baseball cap was the final straw. And I was like, I have opened the crack, you know, released yeah, the yeah. crack in. So that was, I guess, it wasn't really catfish, but like kind of. He's a really complex character. Can man. Can man. Maybe he's, I wonder if he's still out. Do you think he, well, he probably was in your neighborhood, so he saw you a lot. Yeah. That's bone chilling. Bone chilling. I would have been like, send a face pic now. Just so I could identify. I think he did send me one and it was like (laughs) very, it was a very blurry, strange photo he wanted me to come get one of those giant like Michelada drinks mm. with him at some bar in Williamsburg. And I was like, no, it was like a weeknight. He's like, come meet me for this. You're like, don't you have some cans? He sent me time? a picture of his. I, I mean, this is shame on me for indulging in this combo for much longer. But, but I, also, I try. I was trying. I thought we were going to maybe maybe he was going to like teach me something about life and like. <laughs> You How were starring in like a, your yeah, own like, I was like fucking drama. Not a, movie. I was not in a good place at yeah. that point. You so. don't say you engaged with <laughs> the can man on Grinder and you weren't in a good place. <laughs> that's wow. a babe. <laughs> that's a major babe. That was a babe. I love. I wasn't in a good. Place. I wasn't Admittedly, in a good place. I wasn't. I was asking place. for it a little, no, but I thought you were very well. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was very unwell at I the time. You were of sound mind and spirit, just engaging can man. So I was like allowing myself to be catfished by can man but 
I think you should turn Can Man into like an Oscar winning screenplay because I feel like in this maybe that's what I was secretly hoping for. You know how everyone people are like secretly hoping like maybe this profound moment I can make into a screenplay. Yeah, you know, and like maybe some delusional part of me was like maybe I'll write about this, and then it was all shot to hell what he said. Hole pick? <laughs> Hole pick. And also, nice or hat. cock pick? You know, any, like, it was one of those variety, garden variety You grinder. know you're a good writer when you can turn hole pick into just, like, a really touching moment in yeah. the script. I, I was touched by him, and then, but then when he was sitting next to me on the subway, like, Mm-mm. was how... Not in a city like that. In Not a city, in a city that never sleeps. In the city that never sleeps. Can man could be anywhere new york city is my playground except when can man is there <laughs> you could have uh, if you're if you were doing a sex in the city reboot dun, of dun, you dun, as dun, carrie dun, bradshaw dun. my mr big is can man <laughs> like i like part my curtain and then i see him waiting there and you and leave it, one can with <laughs> smoke a cigarette and yeah that could be an episode yeah that and would I thought be to myself or or maybe i went out and i left a can at night and then i came out the next morning it was still there and I thought rejection, or maybe I thought maybe there was never a can man. Maybe I was can man all along. Mm-hmm. And then it shows you go into your closet. Like we've never really seen your closet, but like the final shot is you see your closet and it's just filled with cans yeah. instead of shoes. <laughs> and I turn it. <laughs> this is like Sex in the City meets the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Tales from the Carrie. dark. Can you see Carrie like, and like you know the lavender dusk of june new york just like leaving a can out and just smoking it her blinds and then a can's just right on the stoop she's always looking down yeah she's like keeps checking she stays up all night checking to see if and then the can man never comes yeah but it's just her i was came in all along (laughs) i love that let's make it but it was a little catfishy that is a huge like the woman in catfish yeah who's like what was her deal again she's an artist a really good artist. Okay. And she lives in Michigan on like a farm and she has... And they had phone sex? Yeah. She had like a really... She she did this voice that was very alluring and she kind of looked like Kim Davis. The, yeah. The anti-gay clerk. But um, her pictures were not of that. It no, was it was like this a hot... Young, hottie. This like 22-year-old woman. And she had a young daughter... Who was real, and mm-hmm. but she said that she was making the art, so Nev thought she was this like child prodigy, and she was pretending to be the girl's older sister, and then she was pretending to be that girl's mom, but it was her the whole time, and then she he went to the house, and they lived in like a barn with one of those stars on the side, yeah, and she lived with her second husband and his sons, who were all they were all like severely disabled. Oh, yeah. So she just had like this, she like she got needed, custody of them and like really was like this caretaker. So she needed some outlet. An outlet, yeah. And Nev gave it to her. And then she catfished. It's kind of brave of him to admit that he was fully catfished. Yeah, he was in love with her. He said, I love you at one point. Yeah. Wow. And he had like full on. Anytime I think of Nev, I think of Kat Marnell just like destroying the hallway of his apartment. No. Yeah, because she, I think, lived with him at one point. She says in her book, she writes about how they like lived together, lived in the same building. I can't remember because it's been a while since I read it, but she was like on one and just like smashed every mirror in the hallway and just like wreaked havoc. 
and screamed at him. And Good. I kind of loved her for that. She's amazing. She's an incredible. She's just always traveling. She's a tour de force. She's on tour. Yeah. Doing God. I don't know what she's doing aside from just like taking photos. I mean, I think her book did really well. Yeah. Maybe like she's writing like a new one. Maybe it's being turned into a movie and she's writing the screenplay. Love that. Yeah. She's just traveled ever since. God, she's a, was her book good? Yeah, it was good. Was it, yeah. I haven't read it. I, I want to. It's juicy. She's her like writing juicy, is just like, yeah, you know, it's like just has that packs that punch. Mm-hmm. It scratches that itch. I want Lindsay to write a book. She was going to remember in Oprah. Yeah. They and offered her like never. $5 million or something. And she was like, mm. my book agent was representing her at that time. You told me that. Yeah. Or like not him specifically, but I think his partner at the agency that he used yeah. to work at. We could have been. New York Times best-selling Soul Sisters, right? But instead, she's in Mykonos. Well, and I'm in LA, hmm. and that's just the way the sliding doors. Yeah, Nev. I remember he had his, like his retainer in at one point in the movie, and he was like, like he always like Max would like be like wakey wakey, and it was like Nev like waking up in their hotel room, and like it was so like. <laughs> He had like his retainer in and his pearly whites. Nev. Like a nice neck. Who do you think? (laughs) What if Dina is like secretly messaging with Jeff Bezos? (gasps) Silicon Valley. I hope that she's messaging with like a Silicon Valley like. Yeah, we're going back to Dina, by the way. Yeah. So this is like a sad story. This is a sad twist that we none of us saw coming for Dina, but makes perfect sense. But like she, she's attractive. Yeah, I mean, if Dina Lohan wanted to get married to someone, she could find someone to marry her. But what is it about this guy? Maybe it, it's very telling of who she is and what what's happening in her in her life. That for five years she's been fine to just like chat on the phone. Maybe she's been through so much shit that this is like a stable force for her. It's constant. I don't know. I feel like now we're going to have to watch celebrity big brother. I know. Or like tune into their online, whatever it is. I mean, what does Nana Lohans have to say about all this? Nana, I feel like would not approve. Lindsay tweeted something about it. She was she like, break up with your catfish boyfriend. Yeah, she like said something about it, I'm pretty sure. Like, can you text her that? Yeah. Why are you telling us? Like, I don't, I hate that. When I people, wish Dina would come on the beach house. She never will. I don't think Lindsay talks to her really. Anymore? I think they have like a kind of semi-estranged relationship. Yeah. She was on Howard Stern recently to promote the show. And she said, he said, are you still in touch with your mom? And she went, yeah. And it sounded kind of like, like, I think she's very close with her siblings, mm-hmm. but I think her parents, she keeps, which I think is good. Uh, yeah. I think she maybe has at least had the sense to not have them so in her life. Yeah. I mean, she was alluding to that in the Oprah show. Mm-hmm. That they were too much. That her mom, she kept her kind of at arm's length. Okay. So I think Dina, like she might be coming off charming on Big Brother, but she... Well, she seems like she's probably a child that needs to be caretaken even more than Lindsay does. Yeah, but I think she also ruined Lindsay. Yeah. So I'm going to say it. That's my take. I think Michael... Remember when NeNe Leakes went off on Michael Lohan? 
What did she say? She was on some roundtable entertainment show. I forget on what channel. And Michael Lohan came on, and it was they were discussing something bad that was happening with Lindsay. Or he, remember when he released that call Lindsay made to him? Oh him, my her god! Her and Dina were fighting in the car, and they had like been in the Standard or some ho- some club oh in the meatpacking. And she called his dad, her dad, hysterically crying, saying, "Mom is drunk and she's on drugs and she's threatening me." And he fucking released the tapes. Michael Lohan is such a piece of shit. And Nene Lohan said, you are a toxic parent. When he came on, she just went off and she was like, you are terrible. You have ruined Lindsay's life. You are disgraceful. How could you betray your child like this? And he called her fat. And Lindsay, but Nene just went off on him. Yeah, I love that. And he was so shaken and everyone on the table didn't expect it. And Lindsay was like, you are a bad parent. This is a bad thing to do to your child. She needs her father. She needs confidentiality. She needs trust. And you betrayed it. You're our toxic parent. And he's going, really? You fat? You know, you're a fat bitch and stuff. Of course. The oldest, Classic abuse. Yeah. But abuse also, like, man. that's not even an insult anymore. No, no Nina was like, fuck, fuck this <laughs> yeah. loser. But I was like, that was years ago. And I was like, Nini? God, a queen. Should we get into this episode? Speaking of queen. Of lo- they go to, queen, they go to the a nightclub. Okay, this episode what? was this episode was the weirdest of all the episodes, I think. Yeah, I felt like... It felt like a dream. Yeah, it was very dreamlike. Like, not in terms of... You know, everyone, people say like, oh, it felt like a weird fever dream. Like, it's it like, felt this like... This actually felt like non a, nonsensical timeline. A dream where it felt like a dream in the sense that like nothing happened. You know what I mean? Like, but, you're in a weird setting and you're just like, when you're remembering fragments of the dream, you're like, oh yeah, and I was in like a field in some island in Greece, but we were just like walking around and there were goats. Yeah. And like, that's it. Like you don't really like put together anything other than that. And you're just like, hmm. and then, and then Lindsay saves a lobster. Yeah. That was the most compelling part of the episode. We'll get to that later. So this episode two is called crossing Lindsay, which makes no sense. No. And even in retrospect, I can't think of what, how that relates to no. anything. I feel like everyone kind of gave up on this episode. Production. But, but thank God they did because what we got the moment <laughs> of a lifetime. I think it means crossing her, like don't cross Lindsay. Like don't. But then someone did cross her. But then it's like a, a metaphorical thing, like and, or Lindsay's crossing herself. Herself, yeah. Lindsay looks incredible in this episode. So we, we were both we we're taken aback by there's when she enters the room or the whatever the patio of where all the vips are sitting she's magically de-bloated somehow <laughs> and looks like 2007 Lindsay. she looks like samron era Lindsay. yeah like rachel zoe where she was not like the super where she was like scary now she went totally blonde and was like a skeleton but just like red tan fierce it's like a little bit post just my luck yeah like about to go to coachella wearing leather jeggings yeah like really it was like she was back she was back we hadn't seen her in ages it's been years yeah but she looked really great she looked different from every other episode there's been something happened to her she did something something, whether it be kybella speed yeah uh, <laughs> a, a juice cleanse of some sort. I think it may have been, maybe it was a cleanse. 
I don't know. Maybe that vest she wore oh, yeah. squeezed <laughs> she, out yeah. some extra bloat. Like, I don't know what it was, but I want to know the secrets because she looked incredible. But she it was herself. only for like a 48 hour period because later on in the show, it, she, the facial bloat was back. But she and looked, I guess it, like you get older and it's just something you have to deal with. We've all been there. Same. I, I mean, I go through bloat periods, but yeah. like I was just like. Every day is a winding bloat. Every day is a winding, winding bloat. You get a little less bloat and more bloat. Um, so she, <laughs> but yeah, she looks fucking great. Her outfits were on point. I, we were saying that maybe she got a stylist because someone called an emergency after her denim outfit. Someone called whatever the Greek <laughs> equivalent of 911 is. And they were like, hello. Panos. And then Panos did. He was like, Lindsay is out of control. She wore, yeah, it was probably after the stick up on the runway where she made him Venmo her 200K. And then he came and she was wearing that outfit. And then he called Greek 911 and was like, Lindsay, I'm over this shit. You, someone need to do something. T- send someone here, a stylist. So the, Gre- the Grecian government sent over a state mandated. Yeah, a stylist. And they, they, Lindsay's outfits were on point this episode. They got a little bit better. She yeah. was wearing her leg brace in one of the scenes, <laughs> but it was pretty low key. It was very low key. Um, Panos. So Lindsay's looking great. Panos decides to let Alex go visit his yaya on some island, Pelham. On like what a Papadios or something yeah. like that. It's the like very far away. Important. It's far away. It's gonna take. It's gonna be a trip. And it's gonna be an overnight trip. Has to take Ari and Gabby with him. Which we were very like. Why? Yeah, I didn't know him and Gabby were close. No, it's Ari. A- I thought maybe because he's also Greek. Yeah, but Gabby was like, mm, I'll go. It's just like take her. Yeah, and so that was kind of weird. He was also a little nervous to see Yaya because she's a little iffy on his gayness. She does know he's gay. But she doesn't really acknowledge it. No, no. Yeah. She doesn't know, like, whole picks. Whole (laughs) pick? Whole pick? Whole pick? She tries to set him up with women. Yeah. And he's like... But this storyline had no resolution. And no point. No point. Because basically, I thought it was there was going to be like a heartwarming scene eventually where he and his yaya like took a long walk. And then he like told her and she was like, I love you no matter what. But like, he just is like, uh, she's pretty old. And like, I don't want to hurt her or like Before cause her any pain because she's like on death's door. So like, I'm just not going to say anything. But this is fun. And yeah. then they like chased some goats around and, and ate then, like Ralph's cupcakes. Yeah. And drank Sunny D. We were kind of. <laughs> I was like, where? we were a little. Yeah. Where were they? They were. I mean, they were on some kind of. It was not a cute. Forgotten village. In, it wasn't a cute village. <laughs> it wasn't a cute. I was looking for some like lifestyle travel porn. Like We thought it was going to be Santorini-esque. Uh, Mamma yeah, Mia. I was looking like, for like Instagram. Yeah. Like worthy. <laughs> you said it looked like Virginia. It looked like West Virginia. It looked like the bowels of West Virginia. And was, so did all the people that were there. It was it like the West like, Virginia of Greece. Yeah. It did not look like Mamma Mia. Um, no. And. His, They're just like feral animals running around. What did look good was his yaya. She looked incredible. She's pushing 90. I thought maybe she was 69 at most. Yeah. I she's mean, on she's that, like, missing a fair amount of teeth, but like that's just how it goes. But maybe that's the trade-off is you have to live in that place. It's but a you, Mediterranean diet and like a relaxed lifestyle. Yeah. Living amongst 
the goats and dogs on chains. Yeah, so like it's him, Gabby, and Ari go, and they just they talk to Yaya, and she takes them around what seemed like a town that a rapture had happened in because no <laughs> one was there. <laughs> It was like, it was like a third of the people were missing. The Greek town in the left in like leftovers yeah. era. And she was yeah, it was like imagining the show taking place after the the event. Yeah. And she's like saying, This is my grandson to everyone. He has to like talk to them. He can also speak Greek. So Fluently. it's like, why are you accompanied by these two people? I don't know. But I then think- we figured out maybe he they were there for protection purposes because he's gay and like it or- could be dangerous for him to be walking around in like West Virginia, Greece. Or maybe he was just maybe they just or the product the production just told him. To They're like, you people. need <laughs> some people to talk because you're not that interesting on your own. Yeah. Although but he's collectively, so like no, like no one was really that interesting. No, in all of it. They kind of canceled each other out, and he should have just gone by himself. Yeah. I think it actually made it more awkward that they were there. It was definitely more awkward. And like, I would, I wanted to know more. They later on, like a part of this, like weird Papadio journey is meeting. Like, I thought that they were family members, but they're also just like randoms that live in like another village. There was that girl that was 19. Yeah. Who was a family friend. And then I guess like, yeah, was trying to kind of set them up. But I wanted to know more about her. Yeah, she could, like, speak English. I was like, let's talk to her. Yeah, I was sort of expecting, like, everyone, like, their whole family with the town was like, but Yaya just, like, lives alone in this apartment and, like. And, like, loves cake. And loves cakes. But none of, there was no Greek food. It was just, they were eating, they were drinking, like, frappuccinos and, like, walking around, like, Morgantown, West Virginia. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, is this what Greece is like? Now? Maybe are we like after the, their like financial crisis? Do we have like a very like whitewashed view of? Are we just like idiot Americans? Yeah, I think we might be. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm just curious. This was a side of Greece I had never experienced, and I don't think I ever will. So maybe, we, so and we it's were kind of fine. So it was like a really cultural, like real moment for yeah. us. Yeah, and we also learned that Alex wants to have like a traditional Greek church greek orthodox wedding which yeah. was a little sad when he was saying sad because he was like i can't do that because they like won't yeah. let they like burn gays that try and enter the church and he talked about how his mom went through like a severe depression when he came out and like gained weight and like i mean it was that was pretty real yeah but i'm also just like why are we watching this yeah i mean what's alex, going on where's panos alex isn't really as cute as he is and charming as he is like he hasn't really earned he doesn't have the chops to carry of a storyline no of a reality show gabby especially doesn't no i wish they had sent panos and alex down panos could have told yaya how it is and just like explained everything to everyone one by one Lindsay should have gone yeah why didn't Lindsay go Imagine if Lindsay was in like west virginia greece that is the kind of content that we signed up for with this show. Her accent would be in full display. Like Lisa Vanderpump would have gone. Oh yeah, because Lisa's Lisa's a true gay ally, but she's also like morbidly curious and yeah, wants and to she like she wants to get in people's business mm-hmm. so she can use things against them later down the line. But like they that was like a job for Lindsay. They should have sent the entire cast, put them up somewhere, had Lindsay and Panos join them, and then like go out to dinner in the village, have like a true like 
you know, breaking plates, hopa, and like, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> coming out and dancing and doing like the horror or whatever. Is yeah. That, is that even? No, that's true? like a Jewish thing. Oh. But, <laughs> but totally. They dance too at wedding. At, like, I've been to a Greek wedding. It was really beautiful. It is a beautiful ceremony. And yeah. then there's like lots of fun dancing. It's amazing. And celebration afterwards. Greek people are so cool, but it's like Lindsay. If they had had the entire cast go, then I like they should have just go. Should have him and Lindsay go. Take a break from the beach club. Yeah, like I could have done a, a like a. I wish road it- less taken episode where we go to another place with the like they should do it. I hope that at one point they do a cast trip somewhere. Yeah, I feel like the only trip these casts are gonna take is like back, back to America <laughs> on a one way flight back to America or to the U.S. embassy. Yeah. <laughs> Where they beg for mercy. They <laughs> beg to be sent home. Panos and Lindsay should have gone with Alex to just say it straight. They could have made it into like a 36-hour round trip. Like they land, they go. Lindsay's like, yeah, yeah, we need to talk to you. And then Panos could be like, he is gay. We don't give a shit. Like, this is how it is. Having Lindsay console a 90-year-old Greek grandmother about her gay grandson mm-hmm. would have been... That's riveting television. Riveting. But instead, they sent Gabby, a girl with pink hair, and Aristotle, who is sweet, but he's just like a empty. smile, a human smile. He's a, he's a sentient <laughs> smile. Yeah. And she also like didn't know that he was Greek. I was like, honey, really? I'm... Yeah, yeah. Are you you good? <laughs> she is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to ask you something. Are you okay? <laughs> are you? Are you okay? Are you well? Are you well? Ari's also, at one point, we thought Ari looked unwell. We Ari thought Ari had and Gabby. Testimonial. Okay, so a lot of people, I think, are sick. I said Ari has a chimney sweep cold. He has he been like, exposed to, like, coal, a coal mine. His nose was really red, and his he looked pale. In these kinds of houses, though, like, when you're living in close quarters with other people, the minute someone gets sick, everyone gets the Black Plague. Ew. Like, I went to the Canvas <laughs> Film Festival, like I told you about last time. <laughs> Get out. And I had to stay. It was, like, for a... Um, it was for, like, an internship program, and, like, part of the internship was, like, getting to work at the Cannes Film Festival and, like, have access to it, but where all the interns stayed was in another city called Cannes La Boca, which, as you can imagine, it was basically, like, Papadios. Like, it was, like, a gross town, like, two was- miles south of Cannes. Like, I went, I was, like, walking the streets one day trying to find, like, a postcard, and I swear to God, I heard, like, a man, like, abusing his <laughs> wife, like behind like a a storefront yeah like it was like truly a town country french it was horrible (laughs) um it was like next to like stovepipe like it was next to like a factory or like dump it it was like so not glam you were suddenly in like (laughs) slovenia yeah it was it felt like very third world and uh, but just like a hop skip and a jump to next to can the most most glamorous place place ever yeah so I stayed and roomed with four. Yeah, it was me and three other girls in a room this size. And by the end How of it, you? I was 22, 23. I was in my, like, right after my senior year of college. And they told us when we got there, they were like, okay, don't, like, 
leave any doors open don't leave your screen because we had a balcony but they were like don't leave your balcony door even cracked like if you're in the shower like a thief tried to scale the like people will scale the walls and steal your shit out of your room so never leave the door open and like the year before a thief had scaled the wall and fell off and died <laughs> in front of all the students that were like trying to intern so they were like just don't leave any door open or anything and so we would all shower and it would get like steamy in there but there we couldn't open a door to air it out so it was just like a steamy bacteria you were staying we all developed like the grossest cough and like Yet again, I found myself white girl, <laughs> white girl, white sick. girl travel, sickness. white girl travel sickness when I was just trying to go to can and <laughs> you get the struggle. So I understand what Ari is going through is basically what white, I'm trying white, to say. White person travel sickness is totally real. It's real and it happens. And I'm, bring, I'm bringing awareness. <laughs> I'm so skeeved by the idea it was really gross everything was so dank and damp in that room did it smell like mildewy it smelled kind of mildewy i joked that it was like vietnam i was like we're going back to nam because it felt like a jungle were you all american all american there was one girl that got like locked out of her room and tried to like scale the building, but she was wearing Crocs and then fell off and like broke her ankle on the very last day. Was she drunk? I don't know. She was just like. Did you guys party? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. I was just like fully like we'd have to check in every morning at seven a.m. Like physically check in with like a person to make sure that we hadn't been like killed on this vacation. But I made friends with like one of the like chaperones, so. I got to a point where like if they would call your room over and over and over and get like physical proof of life, if you didn't check in in the morning and one morning I was so hungover, I had gotten in at like four or 5 AM and like the phone rang like the loudest ringing sound you can ever imagine. (laughs) And I woke up and just like lunged towards the phone and hit a glass that went shattering into the wall, like threw a glass into the wall by accident, trying to get to this phone. And then she was like, Hey, Lara, like what's up? It's Victoria. Lara. Are you there? And I was like, yeah. And like Victoria loved to party as a chaperone. And I would run into her at yacht parties. And she just How long were like, you there? I was there for three weeks. What? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were gonna say three days. No, three weeks. It was can. How a long does can pre- go on for? It's like two weeks. But we had like a week to prepare. And you were just like partying every night. I was a VIP. Uh, I was a VIP you host. Were, you were. Oh my a, god! Oh I, my god! I've actually, been. You've been what these people are. I'm literally. I've done this. Whole so they just thing. had like a bunch of like hot girls like be no, interns. It was like they would a group. The all the students there were probably like seventy people right. total, and then they split you up into various internships based on what they think you'll be good at. So, what so were, like some people would be. Some people worked for like at Access Hollywood, which had like a setup in like the American Pavilion. That'd be me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Boop, 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 boop. Reporting live from Cannes. Some people had to work for Harvey Weinstein. Did you see him? No. But some people had to work there and like it would always be like the nightmare, like high pressure internship. But then for some people, it like led to a job afterwards. 
Um, some people thank had God to be, you didn't work with him. No, thank fucking God. Some people had to be on the green team, which just meant that they walked around the Cannes Film Festival picking up trash, which was really rude since you'd pay like $2,500 to be there and do this internship program. And then you're a trash man. They all cried when they would get like assigned their internship. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god knowing me i'd probably get green, uh, green team. team they were like devastated like girls would be like <laughs> and then they'd have to go pick up trash but actually it's pretty good because you do that for like two hours and then you just don't check in and like go fuck off around like the south of france right i was on like the vip like um host i was like a vip i was a vip host so i would host these cocktail parties that overlooked the red carpet every night and like pour wine and i worked closely with like they had a chef program for like chefs that came there to prepare like hors d'oeuvres for cocktail parties so i just hosted cocktail parties and poured wine and like lolled with people was was it just you hosting were there other girls it was me and like a like three or four other people yeah but we just got to like pour wine and like watch the red carpet. That's amazing. It was fun. Wait, how do they, it's like the sorting hat thing. How do you get, how do they decide? I don't assign? know. They just decide. Like one night we had to serve all these like British Airways, like VIP people, a <laughs> sit down dinner. So you were like catering. Kind of catering, but more just like schmoozing and like. Networking. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. I'm the, I feel the pain of being assigned green team. It's truly, it's haunted me for you. I'll never forget people's like, faces. You, ner- you missed that. Thank yeah. God you didn't work for Harvey Weinstein. And then God, you didn't have to do green team. Yeah. I had the, you had the like, best job. Of I had all. the best job. It was so fun. Cause then I made friends with all the chefs and they'd let me like try all the food they were making and give me extra to take home. And I could take like wine home that wasn't used. You and, were in like the elite one. Yeah, it was fun. And then all the like, uh, chaperones most of the chaperones like higher level from our program would go to these cocktail parties so then i just like got in with them and was like lolling with them and then from there it's just like adventures that's like the greatest thing ever i met valentino's pugs in can not to brag wow i met them just on a dock <laughs> i saw a man so you just like went out at night you just walk around, yeah, go out at night, try and go, the whole thing is, like, you try and go on yachts. Like, you try to get on, like, yacht parties. And you did. I did get on one. And then I met a prince. Who? A prince, uh, Lorenzo de' Medici from Italy, who later, fa- I found out, he he and I, like, chatted all night. I had a boyfriend at the time, but I was like... Uh, <laughs> no, Fuck I was him. like, I can still flirt, and, yeah. like... We chatted all night, and then he was like, come back to the Ducat Hotel with me, which is like the number one fucking hotel. And I was just like, I shan't be doing that. Like, I gotta go. I also had to check in at 7 a.m., and I'm not trying to, like, deal with that. Right. But I also was really in love with my boyfriend at the time. Otherwise, I would have hopped right on that (laughs) dick. (laughs) dick. And so he walked me to the taxi stand and, like, bid me farewell and Did then you kissed my cheek. I think we had a brief like lips kiss, but it was like a goodbye, like yeah. NBD kiss. And later years and years go by and I like Googled him and he really was like a prince. And then a reality show on TLC comes out called secret princes. And it's a reality show about 
princes who live in like Georgia or like Austin, Texas in a house together and they have to date and the women don't know their identities. And then they, at the end of the series, tell them that they're princes and invite them to come back to their home countries. And so on season two of Secret Princes, Lorenzo was a prince and he looks like a fucking toad. It was not the same. That's a hotter version than how he... Yeah, that's that was exactly what he looked like when I met him. Sexy. Holy shit. Wait, a real prince would never go on a reality uh, show. No. Princes, you're like not supposed to be in the public eye in that way if you're like true royalty. I mean, if you're trash royalty, you can. He got married. He was cute. He was, and then he went to- full Mr. Toad's wild ride. <laughs> but then, then he went on Secret Princess. I was like, oh my God, that's that prince from the yacht in Cannes. Iconic. I'm looking up, sorry, I'm looking up his titles. Hmm. House of Medici. Mm hmm. That's like a big house. Yeah, they're the biggest. Like, I think he's related to like Catherine de' Medici or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Duke of Florence. I no, came, he's, he's super legit. I came back to Chicago and I was working at like a vintage clothing store. Right. And my boss at the time was this like older Jewish woman named Barbara. And she was like, how was can? And I told her about it and I gave her, showed her his business card. And she basically was like, you're a fucking idiot for not like getting with this guy. She was like, de Medici, are you kidding me? And then like got mad at me. And I was like, well, I would have been her. Yeah. You're kidding me? But I think you fared. <laughs> I did check I think in you at 7 a.m. And it was good. I was like, I'm not trying to like. <laughs> you would have. Yeah. I'm really pushing it to the limit by like going literally to the other side of Cannes and trying to get to Cannes La Boca at 7 a.m. the next day. <laughs> I can't be at Ducop. No. It's sad. Ducop. I really wanted to go to that hotel. <laughs> Is it Ducop? Ducop, I think. Oh, my God. <sighs> Your life. What a life! That is the VIP host. So it was a VIP host. True VIP. That is like I the just ultimate. I like uncovered my own past thanks to Lindsay. That is the most. If you're gonna be a VIP host, you better hope. God, all the way. There's also like a, a literal happening. If you can hear it in the background, the trees behind your house right now are like Blowing I thought. About. I thought someone was power washing something, but no. No, it's just that we're in a wind tunnel. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of wind tunnels, speaking of wind tunnels, it's windy, it's windy as, as fuck, fuck in Mykonos. On Mykonos, it continues. Do you hear that? Is like the wind level in Mykonos? We're getting natural sound. Press a press briefing after a crime scene. Do you hear that? That's wind. It sounds like someone's power washing their deck. Like a dad is outside power washing a deck it right seems now. Like there's like paper blowing around. Carrie's on his... He's investigating. Hello? No, it's just the wind. Oh, my God. The wind has blown the window open. <laughs> it's fucking wild here in West Hollywood. Things are happening. I the just sp- clutched my pearls. The spirit of Mykonos is upon us. Can you describe what I just did? Carrie is shook by the wind. He closed the window and then w- walked back over to the couch and sat down clutching his pearls. Growing up in Oklahoma, this is nothing. Like, tornadoes don't bother me. This feels like uh, I'm at home. You know? I'm like... My, I'm peaked. Have you seen a tornado? Um, I've seen, like, a wall cloud. 
and like does it I sound like a freight train i've not been close enough to a tornado to hear it thank god if you're close enough to hear it you're probably dead yeah my dad's mom my dad was in a tornado when he was two months old the most one of the deadliest tornadoes in the history of oklahoma ripped through the town of woodward and shattuck oklahoma killed hundreds of people and ripped the front of his house off and exposed it like a dollhouse and he was in his crib and survived there's a crazy article about it where it describes all the deaths like they found people something to his mom no but she lost all her friends and then she was like deeply depressed took it out on him and then according to his therapist that's why he's a bad dad because of that tornado so think about that wind is serious (laughs) that's horrible it's horrible and this article talks about how many people yeah like an unexpected all the people in the town were at the movie theater oh my god and then a tornado just i have to read about this you have to read it is the worst thing i've ever heard terrifying tornadoes used to freak me out as a kid after twister they're scary yeah twister that was huge do you think Panos has ever seen Twister? I don't know, actually. I would right. love to watch Twister with Panos. We have diverged. Let's get back. Much like Lo- this episode of Lowen's Beach House, we lost the plot. I guess that's okay. Yeah, considering it's what okay. we're dealing it's with. It's on brand. So they they task the, the team with going out that night. Alex, uh, Aristotle, and Gabby go off to Yaya's, and then the crew... They're supposed to go out. They're supposed to go out into downtown Mykonos and like hand out business cards, flyers, promote people, do like the whole fishing thing that cults do. Yeah. Just seduce people. Basically go out and and fuck people and to to get into coming to... To come to drive along the highway until they see like a weird road sign (laughs) that says Lohan and then go pay a bunch of money to lay on the side of the highway beach and then crash their car into a rock yeah stumble out of the rock disoriented <laughs> and and go hey that looks like something and, and it's lohan beach come, club yeah it's lohan beach club Lindsay comes with a bandage and she's like stay off your leg i will wash your feet no one touch this i will wash your feet <laughs> i will wrap you with gauze you stay out of your car and then they go and they like light the car on fire now you cannot move you will never leave you will never leave lohan beach club so May, oh, but first, oh God, May has to tend to oh. Akis. So they are like Lindsay and Panos are basically like someone. They are so jonesing to fire someone. And they hate May and they just want her to they, do something. And they're kind of down on jewels. Yeah, they, but they're like, let's just give them as many opportunities as to we fail. can to fail, so yeah. then we can be justified yeah. to fire them. So they get them set up with these these two hot guys who are like in oh they're they too are in hospitality they own some big brand yeah and called they, mykonos pearls or something like yeah, that the really Akis and kevin yeah or it was, something? i don't know so I they thought, yeah so they're they're basically setting up may to fail and jewels so they're like we're gonna have you guys do it and, and gabby, gabby the yeah. three ones that are literally at the bottom of the totem pole yeah and they force them to wear these like spiderweb ponchos and like plan. They have, like Lilu and Fifth Element, like, yeah, with the bandage outfit. Except like, except sh- not cute. If, they, if you shredded it and put a hole in the middle and then placed it gingerly, gently over someone's yeah head, and then wrapped a tube top around it. And so then they're like, oh, these people have a rider of like what they want. In yeah, their it's like below deck. Shack. Yeah, yeah. So like go find this and like, like may macaroons, macaroons pistachio gelato rosé from they the like south want of like talenti yeah. ice cream yeah and i don't blame them but i'm also like 
Get out of here. Yeah, fuck off. Fuck you guys. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. French rosé, according to Panos. Yeah, so, like, from the south of France. Have to go to like a Ralph's to get it. Yeah. So then May is like, me and Jules are going to go into town and try to get the macaroons. And she's like, Gabby, you stay here. And Gabby's like, okay. Cause mm, May can't read, I don't think. Yeah, something's up with May. So she and Jules go to some bakery and they get a giant box of macaroons. And then at one point, May goes, I really want to eat it. So they notice they stole it. And then Jules goes, Please don't steal. Do a macaron. not eat a macaron. <laughs> so, and then May just like giggles. And and, they, oh, and they had to get sushi. They had to get sushi. They try to go to like the cooks at the beach house and Which ask them if they, have, they have cooks. Yeah, but like, why are you asking if they have? Like, you can clearly read a menu. Yeah. So like. By reading a menu, you know probably what ingredients they have in the you kitchen. You just really want to prove that May can't read. Yeah, no. It's and like, so she goes in there and she's like, hey, do you have sushi? And, and the guy like, goes, we have sashimi. And she goes, she just sits there. And then, and then, she then goes, Gabby's do you have- like, do you have French macaroons, you know, and just makes like a hole sign with her hand. And the chefs are like, literally stop talking to us well he he goes yeah sashimi and they go okay and they go also do you have gelato and he goes sashimi so only they only have sashimi only sashimi like i wanted someone to just come out and go they don't have anything okay where's alex when you need it yeah he alex was there because he wasn't going on that thing yet because gabby was there too he was so like could have had alex at any no, point in time but they want them to fuck translate. up yeah so, so Lindsay was like alex come here with me and then they like took alex off to like go drink a mimosa yeah on the they beach love and, like, alex. gab about like grinder and yeah 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 and, and, yeah. and so and this is like what are you going to tell her yeah so yeah. strike one against may strike because yeah. this is this is her this is her she's the leader she's the leader which Tennis is so designates her as a leader which is truly meaningless it's just another and thing mean to be like, yeah it's mean <laughs> it's a cruel he's bullying her so then they but they do it right yeah right but then we don't well, even they, see it no because they go to the grocery store get whatever they need like the macarons and gelato come back and then the guy's come to the thing and there's like a shot of them tending to them in their little shack. And you pointed out when you look behind at the rest of the beach club, it's completely empty. There's no one there. There's no, not a single person. It's in the like background. North. It's like this documentary is about North Korea where they bring you to those hotels and no one's in them and they just give you a full banquet, but it's like fake bread. It is North Korea. It's like smoke and mirrors. Like, what was that? I don't know. It's too windy also to like be anywhere. Like the wind is like whipping around. <laughs> Jules and, like, is like her Jules, blonde it's hair. just like all in her face. Like you can barely see. <laughs> and Lindsay's like, this is good. But then Lindsay's they, always cutting to her always watching from where we don't know. Yeah. But then they completely gloss over it. They make all this ado out of it. And then, and then they give up. They don't. And then they don't show us the actual serving of these people. And then they cut right to Gabby, Alex, and Aristotle on a ferry going from Mykonos to wherever the fuck her yaya lives. Yeah. Aristotle looks ill. He looks ill. Gabby looks like she was dead and then got <laughs> buried in a pet cemetery and came back to life. I think Gabby's been sleeping outside since the slapping since thing. Since the slap. She, She's she, only felt safe outside. She made a little home for herself on the side of the highway. And that's where she sleeps every night. And that and every car goes by, like sprays gravel kind of onto her face and she, body. She wakes up every morning with gravel in her mouth and like things in her eyes. Ah! 
She's like, it's either this or get slapped again. Yeah. So she's, but she's like, she's struggling, but she's being strong. She is, and she's, but she also sees this trip as a way to just not be in the house because she doesn't feel safe. True, and she also relates to this journey because she reveals that she's bisexual yeah so like props to gabby for that and she said she brought her girlfriend around and her family had a hard time with it or yeah something. her family was like not understanding yeah which is so everyone is bi on like the show ally. yeah i love the bi contingency on lohan beach house is strong so cutting back to the house they go out for the night to uh drink to do the fishing thing, getting people, luring people into the club. So the whole rest of the crew minus those three go out to this place called Queen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're told by Lin- it's just them. They're all out and they're getting tanked. And then all of a sudden, Lindsay just comes out of nowhere into Queen and sits down at the table with them. And they're all completely shook and terrified. She walks out of 2007. Looking incredible stunning stunning Lindsay, like the Lindsay we know and sits down at the table and is like why are you drinking why are you all drinking you're supposed to be networking you're supposed to be handing out business cards and so and fishing she yells at them she berates them then she's like let's go inside let's she's like then she goes let's go clubbing like she she berates them for drinking and then it's like now let's go to the club and and so she leads the way like walking she waltzes into this <laughs> nightclub knowing that she's looked better than she's looked in a decade oh she's her hair yeah is like Everything about her is just like different On point. and fresh. Yeah. And she makes the entrance of a lifetime. It was the best. It was the best. I'm pretty sure. On the previous episode. It we was, need that vest. I want it. Whatever Lindsay's on, I want it. Not I'm going to find it drugs, and add it to my yeah. beauty regime she's on. The Amazon wish list. I feel like there's some sort of weird acupuncture. Maybe she saw like a Greek witch who did like a spell. The DJ. Yeah, the DJ. But so she leads them. Yeah, she like saunters in like a skeleton, like you know those like dancing the, skeletons on yeah. Halloween. That's the Lindsay, Lindsay of yesteryear. Yeah. <laughs> back to club it up. It felt like a different person. Yeah, and then she just makes everyone sit in a row on a bench next to the wall, and then one by one, like goes down the line and like attacks them she, and shames them. She starts with May, and she's like, "You're tired. Be honest." And May goes, "Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty tired." And she goes, "Guess what?" We are not allowed to be tired. We're not tired here. We are never tired. And, and May goes, okay. And she like holds up her drink, which I think is like a Red Bull. And then she goes, that does not help. <laughs> and then like berates a few more people. And then she like retreats to a little tiny window where Panos is waiting for her. And then they both spend the rest of the night just staring out at everyone from that teeny tiny window. Yeah, like Panos is there. He Panos was there the whole time. Fully been there. Yeah. Panos was- like was on the call sheet with them to like go there. Like I feel like they're all they all took the same car to this <laughs> restaurant. And then Lindsay was like, go eat dinner because you haven't eaten dinner. And drink. And have drinks or whatever. And then 20 minutes into their dinner, she showed up and was like, why are you drinking? But I love her. I love the two of them, like the mean older siblings watching in the corner at like a child birthday party. A tiny window. And then Mike says the funniest thing ever. He goes, (laughs) welcome to Mykonos where nothing makes sense and we're all confused all the time. Yeah, that was I was like, damn. Mike is like... I think to- kind of resigned. He's he's well, a little sad. He's sad. He's not getting any action. He doesn't get to go to a gay bar. No. They're in like the gayest 
like yeah we talked about how like it's like just turn grinder on yeah and like mike just hasn't like he's not even gotten like a storyline on the show yet maybe he will get one i pray i mean alex got one before him i know we had to deal with alex in like west virginia for like i wonder if there's some bi prejudice about mike maybe but mike is mike is just i feel like kind of losing his mind and at one point he goes i don't really care about getting people to come to the club i just want to drink yeah he wants to party (laughs) but he's not getting to no and he's still like now he's filled with so much cum that it's like causing his brain chemistry to like he's like he's retreating into a depression you know when storm and x-men channel conjures weather (laughs) and her eyes go white that's mike (laughs) filling up with with semen with jizz (laughs) (laughs) he conjures a storm and it's a cum storm but but it's weird like it's kind of hard. None of them look happy. No, they're all miserable. Would like you none be, of them look. Would you be happy in this circumstance? But like on VP, like they're they look like they're at least like having fun. Oh yeah, and like enjoying, and they have like fulfillment in their jobs. These people look confused, beaten down, terrified. They've been at it for sick. fourteen days. It's day fourteen. It's been two weeks of the most unclear, like nondescript like a nothing job that's maybe, being called a job but is like just nothing maybe this is the point in like the cult breakdown like you know how we said it's like a cult and they're break- yeah. maybe this is the point right before they're completely brainwashed where they're like it's their last grasp on knowing something's wrong yeah. and then next and then the next phase is just complete shutdown S- and submission and submission yeah where they're just like we don't know what to believe in anymore and like they're all they seek are answers and so they get so desperate for answers that then Lindsay can sweep in and give them all the answers they've desperately been seeking they just i am the one you've been wanting i am the one that you've been seeking it is me that is me there's a video that they're going to show them in a few days where it's just Lindsay going Hello, I am the one that you want. I am the one you've been searching for. It is me. It is me. Look at me. Look at me. And they're just doing that for hours. And that's coming soon. I am the one you've been seeking. Also, like, it's worth noting that as they get more and more confused and sad, Lindsay looks better and better. It's like, it's full Suspiria. It's like, yes. She's like Marcos. She is Marcos. (laughs) She is. And Panos is Tilda Swinton. He is Madame Blanc. We've cracked it. We've cracked it. And Mike is like maybe. Mike is Dakota. No, Mike is like Mia Goth. Mike is Mia Goth. Yeah. Dakota is someone else. We're not sure yet. Yeah. We, who would she be? I'm trying to think. We don't know. Maybe Gabby or Sarah. Maybe Sarah. Yeah. She is. It's her. It is her. She's going to like. Reveal herself to be the mother of size. The mother of all size. But but Lindsay is stealing their life. It, Lindsay's it is, stealing their life force. They are totally existing in this realm of complete disorder and disarray and confusion. You're right. Yeah. Lindsay it's went fascism. to a witch and she said, I'm sick and tired of being bloated. I want to go back to my 2007 self. Yeah. And the witch told her exactly what to do is that you have to... Get pitch a show to MTV that will allow you to bring hot hot bisexuals. <laughs> they to must Mykonos. be bisexual or gay to Mykonos and confuse them and suck the life force out of suck, them. Suck their esteem out of them. Yeah, it will take about two weeks and then you will emerge looking fresh as a daisy. And Lindsay goes, okay, I'll do it. I'll do anything. <laughs> and but- then she paid them the 200 grand that 
That's who it was too, the witch. Yeah. But it was the DJ. It was the DJ. But yeah, it's like, it's funny. It's, it is, it's like hyper normalization. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, like my friend has told me about that. And it's like where you just, fascist regimes use it where you just confuse the fuck out of the society that you're out of everyone over until, until they're just so confused that they don't know what to believe anymore. So they'll just like do whatever you want. Yeah. That's what they're doing. That's exactly what Lindsay's doing. Like Maybe Putin taught her. This feels like a Putin. This is very KGB shit. This is. Oh my God. This is it. We've cracked it. Vladimir Putin. She is Putin. To do this. I feel like Putin. I feel like Putin. <laughs> this is it. This is. This is. Oh my God. King, get the New York Times on the phone. Get them on right now. Get up. Call them up. What's call their number. Up. What's her? Uh, I have it in my phone. Hold on. <laughs> call the New- <laughs> I'm ready. I am. This is it. This is what she. Putin meant. mentored her. She has been mentored by Russian KG, like Russian Putin operatives. Yeah. Oh my God. Maybe Lindsay has something to do with the Mueller investigation. Holy fuck. We are, we are literally. Something. Tell us what you think. Do you think Lindsay's involved in we're Russian collusion? The Watergate reporters, whose names escape me at this very moment, but I know who they are because I throat. just listened to an episode of The Daily that talked all about them, so I know what I'm talking about. But Deep we, throat? Yeah, those guys. Woodward and Bernstein? You guys Google it. Not my problem. Wait, but this this makes so much sense what Lindsay's doing. It's like some people think Putin, the Malaysian airline plane. This no. all goes back to... So basically, what I'm trying to pitch is that this entire show and our podcast... All can be traced back to Malaysia 370. What if these VIP ambassadors are not from America, but they are from Flight Malaysia? Oh my God. Well, no, but people, there is a theory that Putin made the plane disappear as part of this hyper normalization to exert power and confusion over the world Mm -hmm. and to be like, we can make an entire plane disappear. Yeah. So I. This is all spoke to a numerologist who said with great certainty that Malaysia flight 360 or 70 was definitely going to come back. Like the story is not over. He didn't say when I believe it, but like, just think about that. Have you read that New York mag article that guy wrote who was a talking head during the whole, you know, when like CNN would play it every minute of the day, Mm -mm. 370. He was always on and he got like, he was a 370 head. Yeah, but he got like poo-pooed by the other pundits because they were all like, you're full of shit. Because he was like, the plane was not, it didn't go down. It was landed in Kazakhstan in the desert by the yeah. Russians. And he found like a whole, he has, I'll send you it. It is wild. Googled everyone listening, Google Malaysia 370 New York. I think it's New York Magazine. And he just has this entire theory that like is sound. This podcast is brought to you by Malaysian Flight 370, and we are now 370 truthers. Lindsay knows what it ties into Putin and into Lohan Lohan and Lohan Beach Club. Maybe it's under the Lohan Beach Club. It definitely is. Holy fuck. We've cracked this. We've cracked this. We're onto stuff. We are. I'm like shaking. Also, like, if you want, please. Dial 911 right now. <laughs> <laughs> Something is... We, maybe it's the wind. If we... It's totally the wind. We get 5150 tomorrow. Know, no, that, know that it's Russia. Yeah, it's fully <laughs> Russia. Putin is behind this. Wait, but 
in actuality though like Lindsay is using fascist tactics on these people yeah her and panos are just breaking them down we're like if, if you don't believe in anything else that we've just said for the past 10 minutes just know this she's using hypernormalization. bingo and mike called her out for it hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A new quarter brings new goals. But what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results. And your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if i do say so myself i've noticed that and i think our listeners have noticed too because i've been picking up on a bunch of tiktok comments that have been like you're glowing recently so hats off to dime no one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine the work system from dime beauty has everything you need in one powerful package it includes a gentle cleanser a toner two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. 
Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. So anyway, Alex's cute homophobic grandmother is just a darling. I mean, we've already talked about it, but like she like, yeah, this town, you just it's not what we were expecting slash hoping, but there was a charm to it. And uh, yeah, we learned about Alex's family, which is like kind of blah, blah, blah. His dad was in the Navy. Yeah. His mom is from Greece. Oh, yeah, we did talk about all this. Yeah. Jules yeah. and Mike flirt. By the clothesline. By the clothesline. It's very old school. It's very, like, yeah, it's of another era. But the more they, like, interact, the more I'm like, they're just friends. They are. Like, she's just like, this is my gay friend. Yeah, they're laughing. <laughs> like, because he, he's like, there's yeah. No we, sexual there's chemistry no sexual chemistry no sexual chemistry whatsoever. No, I'm not discounting, like, I know he is bi, but, like, yeah, they're but just. It's, like, it just is, they're just lol friends. Yeah. Um. Then the true what this episode is truly about at its heart and core takes place, which is a series of events that we watched no less than like six times in a row. We spent 20 minutes just rewinding and watching a truly Emmy award winning piece of television unfold before our very eyes. So it starts with Lindsay appearing on a, dinghy pulling pulling up to the the dock of lohan beach club she's wearing a wetsuit she's looking so thin and great and she attempts to get out of the dinghy but just falls into the (laughs) and the music the music's like do 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 do. and then when she falls out of the boat it goes and so she falls in the ocean kind of flops up and like tries to shake off and then it comes to the shore and goes, hello, friends. Hello, my friends. Hello, my friends. But it's like, what an entrance. Yeah. Everyone's watching. She knows everyone's watching her entrance. And she just literally hurled herself off a boat in a wetsuit into the sea. And then. Is she surfing? I don't like, what know. Like, what was she doing? I don't know. It was just like Aegean. her summer look. I think also she was trying to jump off, like, her mission was to swim up to shore, maybe. I don't know. But it was like a, not a graceful. So then she appears on the beach. She is surrounded by like bodyguards and an entourage. She walks up to the, the beach shower in her wetsuit. Takes a shower. It's like very like... Mm. And then the first thing she does post-shower... Is she takes to the raw bar. And I thought... Opens a, a frozen... Like an ice box. And it's like all these fish and lobsters on ice. And in my mind, I was like oh, this is really smart. Like, this is an LVP move, like, checking on the day's catches that are going to be served later, like, making sure everything is in place. No, that's not what she was doing. She takes out a lobster that she claims is alive. Yeah. And she says, we do not have live lobsters at Lohan Beach Club. We don't don't do this. We don't put live lobsters on ice. We don't put live... She goes, this is not what we do. And then Panos... And then she starts walking away with the lobster. Yeah. She kind of weighed... She picked various lobsters out. Yeah. And then... Decided on one. Decided one one was alive. Which I don't know. I don't think that... 
any of those lobsters were alive because but, i feel like aren't lobsters in a tank when they're alive but yes but also and why then on ice the seafood is dead but why is the first thing you're doing after a shower the last thing i want to do is touch shellfish i'm so confused by the the it was a real turn of events so so then Panos she goes, kind of juggles some lobsters decides on one and then Heads to the sea. Heads to, takes back to the sea from whence she came. And Panos goes, this is the difference between me and Lindsay. Lindsay has a big heart. She's very sensitive. She goes, He's a, she, she's a sweetheart. He goes, and I, I don't have many feelings. I don't have many emotions. No. So then Lindsay walks up to the dock and goes, without words. Without words. Plops the lobster into the sea. And it sinks. And and the production, the show added sound effects. So as it's, it, they follow it as it sinks and you just hear it go. And it like kind of gurgle, like it's like, it's like a death rattle. Yeah. And did she take the rubber bands off of its like pinch? Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. We might need to watch again, but that sinks to the bottom of the <laughs> sea where it sits curled up in a dead lobster fetal position. Like it doesn't scamper away. Like it doesn't swim away. And then Lindsay smiles at the camera and it just goes to show like she is so compelling. Cause she goes like, how do you like that? Saving a lobster. <laughs> and then she turns around and walks. Yeah. And the, but everyone on the beach is watching. Everyone on the, like it cuts to multiple people watching with their mouths agape. Just at Lindsay marching a lobster. She has to walk like almost the length of a football field in front of all the people, uh, patrons of Lohan Beach Club to drop a dead lobster into to the To drop sea. lob. I feel like that she was giving a sign or a signal to someone. I feel like you're so right. It was such an example of like why she's famous. Because she's just so weird and like impulsive and... Like, that was a very impulsive thing to do. Yeah. And she, like, decided so, she never woke up thinking about that lobster. No, but she is captivating, right? Yeah. Like, when she the when she addresses the camera, you cannot help but, like, want to watch. And, and also totally like breaking that. the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, of a re- like she to- like that would never happen on Vanderpump. Yeah, she's now just speaking to directly <laughs> to the camera. She's done with, like, low-end beach club as we've known it up but, to this point. But it was like, is she trying to show her humanitarian, like her, her, and then I said at one point, it seems like I said to, I asked you in complete earnest, do you think she has a big heart? And you said the greatest answer you said, I think she does, but she doesn't know where to put it. Yeah. She needs to be turning her heart towards herself instead of like a lobster that's like dead on the ice. Maybe it was, maybe it was a human that was turned into a lobster. Yeah. But also we were saying just on a science, I don't know much about biology, but like, or marine biology, but I know that not all lobster, like you can't just, they have to be in their climate. Yeah. And the Aegean is a very specific climate of the world. So like, how do we know that that lobster is going to thrive? Like, unless it was caught on a boat, literally, that was, like, off the, that Maybe that's what she was... Coast. Did she find it herself? 
I don't know. Like, was she out, like, spearing? I thought, like, maybe <laughs> these lobsters are, like, shipped in from elsewhere. Like, or they come from, like, a lobster farming. Yeah, you were saying, like, how do we know it's not, like, from one of those, like, creepy factory farm, like, yeah, underwater? Like, we don't know. So, like, sh- this thing could have just died because the water's too warm or, or... It didn't look alive. No. The shot that lingered on the lobster, it <laughs> seemed like it was just sinking to the bottom of the sea where it remained until it was slowly eaten by bottom feed, by other lobsters by other lobsters and like crabs and shrimp but lindsay looked so triumphant how she about said, me how about this i thought i was so distressed and i thought then i thought to myself i can do something good i can make something happen yeah this was her like black lives matter moment <laughs> except it was with a lobster her like activism yeah, her questionable moments recent as of in the last few years of like saying like semi problematic things. Her like when she thought she, she could remedy by saving a dead lobster by taking a dead lobster, a dead or dying lobster off the ice that was supposed to be served at her own restaurant. Like she's fucking with her own profit margin. I yeah, get yeah. that, like going to another restaurant, but like they're probably upselling that lobster for like a hundred fifteen dollars. You were like, she just lost sixty dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was this one of the strangest things I've ever seen on reality TV. Like, I'm not just being hyperbolic. Like, that truly was that it was made strange, me beautiful. But that made me so happy that like that was like yes, I'm gonna be I'm gonna watch the shit out of the show until yeah. it's over. Because that moment, if if nothing else happens in this in this season, the fact that she set a lobster free in the AGNC is all I need to. Yeah. Proof of life. Talk about proof of life. A true proof of life. I wish, though, that she, like, next season, if the show gets another season, I think that they should do away with, like, following the ambassadors as much and really just focus on Lindsay. Well, I read some early reviews of when this first came out, and it said, we don't care about the, we all, the anytime Lindsay's on, you're, you're just, so fascinated by her yeah but that anytime she's not on you're wondering where she is yeah which is true because she's like come on don't like if you're going to focus on the ambassadors i guess like make them them interesting make them stay in mykonos don't take them out of mykonos to west virginia and then expect me to give a shit also just yeah i like they can be there, check in with them, but really make this journey about like Lindsay trying to build her beach club brand and Panos for the love of God, more just Panos, the, more Panos, more Lindsay is our like. If the, it was just about them, it would be the coolest shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like hic- yeah, <laughs> I, like, yeah, choked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're getting like proclaimed. I'm overwhelmed. Lindsay posted a gibberish video on her Instagram about a season two. What did she say? I didn't. Someone see it. tweeted it as they said, "Please discuss." And she is like in one of those. Here, look at your Twitter mentions, or you might have a lot. It would be hard to find. Oh. But it <laughs> don't was, give me that much credit. But someone was like, "Please discuss," and she's in like a little like cutie Valentine's Day dog face filter. That's also a voice changer. So she's talking in a baby voice. Let me look. Hold about on. season two. Oh, I have to go so far back. So I just, far back in the you know, mentions. I'm just like yeah. a big Twitter 
you know. He's a big Twitter personality. Please follow at oh. Brandon and Sarah are cute are also apple tv apple tv a they're not going into season two so that's just like a lie but she said mtv hashtag mtv or hashtag apple tv so is it is it one of the like is she yeah, maybe she's pitching now it? trying to say like apple tv like you buy it wow but like i hope that comes off clear on the <laughs> uh, it barely comes off clear just irl to try and listen to her talking and i feel like someone in her camp told her like you need to promote this show more. Like, maybe go on your stories and talk about it. If you want a season two, you're going to have to, like, get a little more involved. And, and so like, this is what she did. Let me make it the most complicated way to follow it. And, like, really hard for people to understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I love when she goes, I can't do it alone. But but I can. But, I mean, I can. <laughs> Lins. Um... So yeah, maybe there will be a season two. If so, hopefully it features more Lindsay. The rest of the episodes is kind of blah. Yeah. Like, Panos is a fashion icon, as per usual. He wears like a very powerful scarf. He wears a shirt that looks very Chris Jenner. Yeah, and a shirt. And he has like a black hat at one point where he's thin as a rail with like white pants, black t-shirt, black hat. He, he looks, looks so incredibly good. handsome. He uh there's a new VIP client well, that arrives. Well, before that, oh. Kayla, Kayla, who we found out, some very amazing listener to the podcast sent us uh, a screenshot of, a, or sent us a post from last year of Kayla and Sheena. They're, they're friends. Friends. They're legit friends in real life. Like, they've known each other for a while. Yeah. And they're in, it was a picture of them in Vegas, like, partying at some beach club, be- or Classic. poolside club together. Because we were saying how much they, she looked like the trashier version of Sheena. And they're yeah. literally friends. Mm-hmm. Which is like fucking... Incredible. Really weird. Yeah. Everything is connected. And Kayla universe. and Sheena. Kayla? Kayla? They look at each other and it kind of is like a mirror. And Kayla likes it and Sheena's a little confused. I think Sheena thinks that Kayla is just her reflection. Maybe they've like... I think Sheena's like... I looked at myself in the mirror and then it, it could... I could talk back to me, but I had like tattoos. It was so weird. She's like at the at the pool club they were at in Vegas. She's like, "This is my reflection." That's how she introduced her. <laughs> this is my reflection. I call her Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kayla goes, ah, and then they both go, ah. Kayla goes, "I'm not a reflection. I'm a person. You stupid bitch." And then she goes, "Ah, isn't she funny? <laughs> She's so funny. Doesn't everyone's reflection sound like her and look like her? Isn't everyone bringing their reflection to the pool?" <laughs> Because I do. <laughs> Sheena still to this day thinks that Kayla is her walking and talking reflection. Maybe Kayla tats. pretended to be Sheena with Rob. Oh, yeah. He was like, she's like single white. It's it's a little single white female. It's a tad bit, but I'm here for their friendship. And was Kayla on The Bachelor? 
Or was she on some she other... I thought she was on, like, an MTV was show. Was she on some other MTV show? Did was we... she on, like, a road, real world... Oh, she was on the challenge? Wait, let me look really fast. And I we'll... think she's a challenger. Because someone, whoever... I'm going to look up this She's a reality vet. Yeah. Stassi style. Right. She's um, in it to win it. But Kayla comes for Brent. And Panos. And Panos. And she says, we need to all get on the same page everything is which really is true. confusing yeah which is like she's bringing up a good point she is kind of disrespectful in her tone though yeah she like totally she's like trying to tell panos what's what and it's like you don't tell panos anything you open up a a pathway of communication with panos and allow him to lead the way kayla's also been talking a lot of shit online shit where was that we it was like recent right what was it the picture that me and you both got in the in the Instagram message. Oh, was it in Instagram messages? I think so. Can't <laughs> so we can't find the message. <laughs> but we tried thank you to whoever sent up, that. Basically, yeah. Sheen and Kayla are like... They're BFFs. They're cosmic twins or whatever. Yeah. And we, and we ended up in like a K-hole that included us watching like a video of Alex Jones get slapped. And hearing about Ryan Adams and Mandy Moore. Yeah. So um, we're in a dark place now. But so other than Kayla calls Panos out, he's like, you can't talk to me. I'm your boss. Yeah. Basically, you all have to just put up with the, you know, constant confusion that you're in. Mm-hmm. And deal with it. And deal with it. Not my problem. Um, and then he like doesn't want to hear about anyone's personal drama. So he doesn't really care that Brent is like making Sarah sleep on the couch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Brent is like, he's not really in this. No, thank, thank God. God. Also, we forgot to say that Alex at one point is the reason why he goes to Yaya. The reason why Panos doesn't want to hear about it, he sends him there because Alex is starting to get homesick. Oh, yeah. And he's like, this feels like unsafe. a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel unsafe here. So the reason so Panos like doesn't want to hear about anything. So he'll just like, he'll send you away. He'll send you to Yaya. <laughs> he'll send you to your homophobic grandma. He's like, you think it's bad here? Wait till you Maybe get. Maybe that's why he did it. Yeah, he's like, you have a, you have a good here. Um. So there's a new VIP client arriving, oh who's also named Sarah, and Panos is describing her, and he says, she's an, she was an actress, then she was a an model, and now she works in hospitality, which means she is a sex worker. <laughs> It's a kind, not even a kind, but just like a very diplomatic way yeah. of saying someone is an escort. Yeah. And she she makes her appearance and it's whack. She gets out of the car in slow motion looks- with a wide demonic smile that literally took a piece of my soul. She looks like that sexy Eminem. That she is, she does look like the sexy Eminem. I said she also looks like in The Devil's Advocate when like Charlize Theron starts seeing people's demon faces. It's literally Sarah, the VIP she snarls. client. She snarled. A live slow motion HD snarl. Her, her, yeah, her, her plastic surgery journey is just. It's bonkers. Out of control. Panos all but curtsies to her. He does. He, <laughs> he bows to her. And then this is her hand. And then he makes Brent and uh, Kyle, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, be her her companions for the day. Yeah. And at one point, Brent is tending to her, and she just has all the. She makes him clean off her terrible looking. Who wears high heels to a beach? Sequin high heels with like a loose sight, 
like strap strap that has an oil slick quality to it yeah like she wore it's like lucite yeah lucite she i like the way you say it lucite lucite (laughs) lucite and and they're like rhinestone like steve madden heels (laughs) and they get obviously sand crunched up in the rhinestones because like it makes no sense to wear those shoes on a sandy beach and then she makes brent like brush them off with a towel and the rhinestones fall off and then she's like stop and brent calls her out for being cheap yeah he's he says like like, a very queenie zirconia yeah he he, has like the most like bitchy gay like drag and it's mm -hmm. and then he goes i'd rather be at the bottom of the ocean right now than hanging with this girl and then he just pieces out yeah he's like done he walks into the sea for a minute and considers it and he goes and curls up next to that lobster that Lindsay threw in there and he's big spoon and the lobster's little spoon and they just go they make whale noises at each other yeah they confide in each other they tell each other their deepest darkest yeah and the lobster tells him go back your journey isn't over yet it doesn't end here. For Brent, me, it ends here. For me, it ends. For me, it's ended. I am in that. I am in the the place between life and death. Yeah. But you're still in life. But for you, there is still hope. Go back. So basically, Brent went into death. He went into the afterlife, and the lobster told him that it's not time for him yet. Yeah. So he said, "Go back and complete your task mm-hmm. with Lohan Beach Club." So Brent said, "Okay." So it's like fine. And he crawled out of the ocean. Yeah. He kind of shook his hair <laughs> off. He, and then when he brushed he off his chad De- his chad chaz dean hair where is there's the beach club is not that big or is it no they just they just confuse us they make it look way bigger than it is so where do you think brent is hiding when everyone's like where is brent like in the ocean not, in, oh, the yeah, sea. in the sea da, 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 he's in the aegean yeah that's like the legit only place you can go for respite he's hanging under the dock is to drown yourself <laughs> face death and ask death if it's your time. And that is in the form of a lobster. Yeah. That was just recently murdered by the owner of the beach club. But unfortunately, death will always tell you it's not your time yet <laughs> when you're at the beach club and trying to like willingly kill yourself. Lindsay made a deal. Yeah, she made a deal with the devil. <laughs> so then... She made a deal with that lobster, <laughs> an unspoken deal, when she was like looking at it and it spoke to her like that fish in The Sopranos. Oh my God. <laughs> Your Sopranos journey. I know. It's a lot. Kyle then has to carry Sarah, the escort. To another cabana. And then Sarah, the uh, like the hostess, comes over and they have a talk about their... They had kind of a similar background. They bond over both of their names being Sarah. And their dads being sort of... Dicks. Yeah. And then, and, she, and then she goes to Panos. I like what is his name kyle and she goes yes kyle and and that girl and he goes sarah and she goes yes they are great but brent lazy yeah she shit talks brent she's like brent's she actually sounds more american than Lindsay. yeah she goes brent is fucking lazy sarah and uh what's his kyle are cool I feel like there's so many people with K names yeah. like when kayla and kyle were thrown into the mix it really threw me off yeah, they're they're not bringing much to the table. No, um, it's so random. Like like Kyle, they're. I feel like no one knows what's going on, including the production staff, producers, editors. Like it's so weird. But 
so then it ends with the real drama. Gabby and Jules get assigned to uh, Lindsay's gay friends come, mm-hmm. and they get they're like the VIP clients for the rest of the day. Jules and Gabby get assigned to them because Panos really Jules just wa- and May. Jules and May, sorry, Panos Gabby's really want the- Panos is at Yaya's. Jules and May. <laughs> You've lost like, everyone's name. I know. I love it. I'm 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 in the same confusion that they're in. Yeah, we're so, all it's mm. Sarah's well, can we talk about her highlighter really quick? Oh yeah. Sarah has oil slick highlighter on. It's really She wears a lot of makeup. She wears a ton, ton. of makeup. For the beach? Like, don't you get hot? Doesn't that add another layer of just like it's like wearing a sweater on your face when you wear that much makeup? Doesn't wouldn't it? It's like how does your face breathe? I guess you just get used to it. I would not be able to sustain. I mean, like my nana used to say, tell she, my nana used to tell my sister and me that we had to always suffer for beauty. So you would have to suffer for beauty. Yeah, she like put that on you as a spell. Or my just nana, like she, she just said. always said, my sister was putting on her prom shoes and they were hurting her. My Nana said, suffer for beauty, dear. Wow. So maybe Sarah's following that, that journey. I love. But yeah. It's like very intense highlighter, but the real, the real other cray cray thing that happens is so Gabby is not Gabby. <laughs> Jules, <laughs> Jules and May are, are tasked with this new VIP client at their cabana with Mike. Yeah. Jules and May decide it's a good idea to go because... The client hasn't arrived. They've been standing in the hot Mykonos sun for like two and a half hours waiting for this client. So they decide to go to the other side of the beach, to another beach that's not Lohan Beach Club, and try to rally... Pass out. Pass out business cards. Flyers and business cards. Seduce people. Offer hand jobs. (laughs) To get them to come over to Lohan Beach House. But let's be real. They're just going there because they they just are bored and yeah. they don't want to do work. Jules has a cocktail. Jules is one drinking end. a Jules cocktail. Jules has her purse and a cocktail. Like, she's taking a walk on the beach. So then Panos is so excited because the, the VIP people come and they're not there. So it's just Mike dealing with them. And Panos is like, yes, finally I can fire someone. So and then Jules and May come back and May, while they're gone, by the way, May has a, a straw hat on and it keeps blowing away. It keeps blowing off into the ocean. Death is calling to her. <laughs> and and it, it's, it's very, you know, it suits because then Panos yells at them. He goes, where were you? Where were you? And they go, we're trying to... Um... They're like, we went to the other side of the beach. We're passing out business cards and trying to sell more chairs and he goes there are no more chairs to sell there are no chairs available and jules goes i know (laughs) (laughs) we wanted to sell some chairs and he (laughs) jules goes yeah i know jules just like totally owns up to it jules gets it like (laughs) i don't want her to get fired because i really like her okay good they literally are just like we hate I like this show because there's no rhyme or reason to yeah. anything. <laughs> and they just decide, like, we hate these people and just, like, let us fucking fire someone. And finally, production was like, fine, you can fire May. So they bring May in and Lindsay, Lindsay's, like, almost look, they, she looks like she's almost, she's either break, hiding, holding back, I, I don't know what I'm saying. Tears L- are like a, a laugh. laugh. Lindsay's like, like she's so like she's like i've never done this in my life i think she just gets so maybe nervous nervous she's like one of those people that laughs when they're in nervous situations turning into nervous laughter panos is like he's 
you know, Panis wringing his already, hands out. He is ready to go. Mentally, he's fired her. He's lived a thousand years. She's dead. He's gotten the news about it, processed it, and like he's on another planet. So they fire it. Lindsay's like, you know, unfortunately, we're going to have to let you go. And then she's, she tells May that she her duty now is to go home, back to New York, and find herself. Yeah. Which work, is actually really do some work on yourself. Which is when kind Lindsay of great tells advice. you that it's really she should do that after the performance that we <laughs> saw on the show. That's the perfect advice. And then May is in her confessional and she's like, I'm never gonna have a chance to work with Lindsay again. It's like, honey. And they like thing. they give her a hug and she just like leaves and that's it. But then it says next week shows Lindsay grabbing her and like running off into a bathroom with her. Lindsay's like, now we can finally party together. <laughs> That's the deal. If you get fired with Lindsay, you get to like you get to do drugs. Ra- do a her. rail of coke off her tits. And that and then she sends you them. She's like <laughs> Then you have to go on a plane on coke. Immediately on a plane. On some really wild coke. And come down off of coke. Over the Atlantic. On like a seaplane going to like Greece International Airport. <laughs> You have to do like you have to do coke for an hour. Uh, in a of, you have to do only rail coke off of Lindsay's tits for an hour until you are literally on the brink of an overdose, and then she puts you on a seaplane sea and then you, without your luggage. Or your she just, yeah, she just puts you on there, and she's like, "Bye, have so much fun, work on yourself." <laughs> and then, and then you're in Athens International Airport without a passport without luggage without an id and you're just wandering around yeah and you have to find your way home that's her test to may can you imagine anything more horrible than like doing a bunch of blow and then going on a plane no <laughs> that sounds like hell on plane haha <laughs> bye good bye. luck to you have fun <laughs> enjoy customs <laughs> I've lost the plot on Lindsay's accent. Pl- <laughs> that was not, I don't know what that was. It just came out of my mouth. I've lost the entire... I don't know what this is about I don't know anymore. where we are. This, this season this makes a, no sense. This is an episode where I truly was like... Well, look what the material we're working with. Yeah, it's it's difficult. But I think we made it worse. We've we, exacer- we exacerbated the disorientation you probably felt watching this by talking about what we were just talking about but i'm okay with it it's fine (laughs) i hope that you're not too lost i hope that you also check the lohan beach house instagram because it posted just a photo of sarah and it said how fucking beautiful is motherfucking sarah (laughs) (laughs) and you said i sent you that and and you said it's definitely sarah yeah sarah posted that (laughs) she got the login can we all take a minute to appreciate how motherfucking beautiful motherfucking sarah Sarah is is. it was like so effusive about how beautiful sarah is and it's like okay like cool sarah (laughs) or it was Lindsay, or it was the other vip sarah who got the thing and she's just now sarah's number one fan I love bonding with someone over just your names being the same. I know. That's a real thing, though. I would love, like... I mean, one of my best friends is named Carrie, who you're you're close friends with. Spelled the same. A a female, and it's spelled the same. Yeah, actually, that's real. We're very similar, and, like, we're... She's one of my best friends because she's amazing, but, like, Mm -hmm. we we call each other boy Carrie and girl Carrie. 
that happens it's a good way to but that was definitely sarah yeah but they don't have the connection that you and girl carrie have but i love i love how beautiful is motherfucking sarah how fucking beautiful is motherfucking sarah can we all just take a minute to appreciate how fucking beautiful fucking sarah is please <laughs> i hate that tone in social Mother- media posts motherfucking sarah can we can all we take an- all just i know like, agree that sarah is the most beautiful motherfucking person on the motherfucking planet yeah twitter does that a lot I'm like, let's take a moment to appreciate that. I'm like, what? Can we all not? Or I love when people go, this. When it's like a thread, this. This. I feel like I've thised before. I know it. I have too. I feel, I felt the shame of this. I have totally, I have, I have this so hard. I have this too, but like, why are we, why do we, this? (laughs) This. My, (laughs) your face. (laughs) <laughs> this really funny comedian do you know john daly mm-hmm. he, he, he one time did it was like he went this and it was like one of his own tweets and i thought it was the i think he's the funniest person on twitter this this <laughs> and it was like something of his own I have this. I'm not shaming you. I have done. I love this. I have done. I've done mood. I oh, I love mood. I love a mood. mood. But like, I've like done mood with like collages. I sometimes love, things get a little out. I of love control. Ernest tweets. You know what? I'm not shaming you. I don't feel. Shamed. I have this many times. I don't feel shamed by you. Or I go. I- I've done this thread. Thread. <laughs> thread. Thread. <laughs> my friend my best friend was visiting like last year and we were at this party and this girl we were talking to this girl who like (laughs) i like didn't really understand her because she just spoke in like a briefs Mm -hmm. like she spoke and and at one point everything she said she would go mood mood like anytime you said something she go that's a mood yeah (laughs) and then my friend goes my best friend goes what's his name is matt and he goes wait what's my name and she goes she didn't know it because she walked in and she was like, yeah. And she just went, <laughs> she went, she looked at him and went, mood. <laughs> she went, moody, mood. mood. <laughs> I love mood, girl. Mood. Mood. So then I kept going, mood. I just mood. love that. She goes, what's your name? He goes, what's my name? And she goes, mood like that was her <laughs> default it was iconic we were shook. that is really good we were shooketh. mood it's a power move oh yeah mood can you imagine just i never know anyone's name just saying mood, mood. it was kind of her mood thread thread this <laughs> this this on your own tweet on your own tweet <laughs> follow john daly on twitter he's follow like, him he's hilarious follow lohan beach club follow me follow carrie at e carrie o follow me at lars marie subscribe to this podcast rate it five stars follow kayla follow kayla follow alex follow hot mike follow mike request to follow janita request, request to janita. follow brent yeah Thanks for the gut person that sent us the Brent jeggings. Keep sending us this stuff. Yeah, you're, send it to us. You're helping. You're help- <laughs> mood. Mm, Fucking mood. Send mood. it. Mood. Lindsay would say mood. Mood. 
Okay. Well. Well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe to all your friends. Tell your friends about this podcast. Tell your friends it's a real mood. The, send Just us send di- us your favorite mood. Send us your favorite mood this week. Tweet us. And when we post about this podcast, retweet and just go this. Say, yeah. If you follow us on Twitter, just retweet, <laughs> retweet, retweet from, this. yeah, retweet from the Sex Unique Podcast Twitter or one of us and yeah. just say thread. Thread. And then we'll know it's you. We'll yeah. know it's real. This or thread or mood. Those this. are the three passwords. Mood. Mood. Bye. Bye. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.